If you look back through history, you'll find heaps of examples of people who earned piles of money, but who ended up both broke and miserable. It's only a small percentage of the population who end up being able to do just what they want, when they want in retirement. But the odd thing about this fact is that they are often not the people who earn the most money. To almost quote a famous American physicist from the 1960s, why is this so? Hi, I'm David Wright, host of the podcast series Succeed With Money, and I'm the founder of the Spending Planners Institute. And I'm here with my co-host and good friend Carolyn Mose, the money lady. Now, the Institute is a leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems, and to get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in this podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. Our podcast today is all about the importance of taking control of money. It doesn't matter how much you earn. If you don't know how to take control of what you earn, no amount of income will ever be enough. And you'll find yourself stressed and unhappy and still working to pay bills long after you should have retired. Carolyn, you were telling me the other day that you often find middle-income Aussie families can be losing up to $12,000 of their income and not have a clue where it's going. Can you, can you confirm that for us? Yeah, look, it's absolutely true, David. <clears throat> and it's quite amazing. I did a um, spending plan for a very good friend of mine not so long ago and she had been moaning to me for almost three years that she couldn't handle <laughs> handle her money and um, yeah. and that she never seemed to have was enough. her name Mona <laughs> <laughs> no she never seemed to have enough she was living pay to pay she was you know struggling to get her bills paid on time all the time you know and so I said to her one one day okay Come over. I'm going to sit you down, and we're going to do a spending plan for you, and we're going to look at where. No, no more whinging. No more complaining. That's it. Either put up or shut up. Let's yeah, do it. That's right. So <laughs> yep. let, let's just see where all this money's going, right? So we sat down. Yep. We did her plan, and when we did it, we looked at um, the next twelve months because that's what a spending plan does. It looks twelve months ahead, right? So we looked at yep. her, her next twelve months, and she had ten thousand dollars spare. And she looked at me and she said, no way. I said, yes yep. way, absolutely way. How can that be? She said, I can't even get my bills paid all the time. And I said, because yep. that's why we believe that budgeting sucks. It really does because it's all about the timing. I said, and look, you've... It, I'm not saying that you've got a perfect plan here because you've got red bits all over the place and they're your low points. We can see clearly, you know, yeah. why you can't pay your bills on time. But over 12 months, ten grand, you know, $10,000, there you go. And that's she's well, one of many, David, one of many. I, I'm going to say I've got a story like that. I had a, an older woman whose husband had died and left her basically with, you know, to, to fend for herself financially as well as every other way because he was gone. But she had she was actually in, a I think, a Part 9 agreement. She was on a debt agreement because she'd gotten herself into trouble financially. And she contacted me with the thought of becoming a spending planner. And I said, well, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And then I discovered that she had this, this debt thing that she was working off. And I said, well, you know, we might need to put you on a spending plan and see if you can work with that for a while and just, you know, 
Some, sometimes people who have had big problems can be really good at helping others because they learn lessons that they want to share with others. So I, I wasn't saying that she was, wouldn't make a good spending planner. But I, we put all of her figures into the spending planner software. And similarly, I th- she had, you know, I think it was 12,000 actually. Mm. And she just couldn't believe it. And she said, you know, I've been struggling and, and I just wouldn't have known that there was that much money just slipping through my fingers. And, and that's really where it goes. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So we, look, we've both seen that. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's it, it, it's all about having control of your money, David. And we, we see, both of us see, you know, all of the other planners we've got see it all the time on a regular basis. When you're not in control of your money... It's not a pretty picture, right? Um, well, there's really only two scenarios, isn't it? Yeah. It's either you're in control of your money or your money's in control of you. And yeah. I know which I would prefer. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not the latter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it's like I had a, a one of my very early clients, actually. I went, they were a young couple with three kids and he was working 60 hours a week and it, it, the stress in that home was just... It was just shocking. As soon as you walked into the home, you could feel it, right? And it was their relationship was obviously under stress, you know. And I, so we sat down and we looked at their plan and we, well, they're not plan at that point. We looked at how they were managing their money and what was happening. And when we started to put a plan together, I said to him, what's one thing that you would really like? And he said, look, honestly, I just want a holiday. But he said, well, we haven't had a holiday for years and there's no way we can afford a holiday. I said, well, you know what? I said, let's give you a holiday. Where do you want to go? Don't jump to conclusions, buddy. Let's see what we can do for you. That's exactly right. And we ended up up at the end of that first 12 months, they went on a cruise. The kids started putting their pocket, part of their pocket money going, mummy, mummy, just give me $2 this week, not five. And can you put $3 in the jar for our holiday? You know, I have. And the whole, How precious. Yeah, yep. the whole family started to get so excited. And you know what? As the months wore on and I would go to that house, they were smiling, they were laughing, they were holding hands, they were, you know, and they were excited about this holiday that they were having that they never thought that they could afford, right? So who would, who would have thought, because the moment you say to people, oh, you know, you should be good with your money and, and not, you know, like stop spending willy-nilly and take control, mm, mm. people go running in the opposite direction because the last thing they want is for you to say, okay, you shouldn't be spending on this and you shouldn't be spending on that. You should be well, being that's right. you know, responsible. Which, yeah, that's right, which is why uh, whenever, you know, at the beginning of the year when that guru says, oh, at the beginning of the year everybody has to do a budget, people go, well, you know, I'm not doing a budget. Tried that, yeah. didn't like it, didn't work I, for me. Exactly, <laughs> because it's restrictive and whatever. But honestly, the freedom that I have seen and have been able to give my clients, um, and I know every other planner would agree, and they could tell you story upon story upon story upon story, you know, um, of, of the same thing. But it, it's not even that, you know. it's It doesn't matter how much you earn, um, and I always say it doesn't matter how much you earn, it matters how much you spend, you know. Um, but I had another yep. client who um, they were they were doing okay again. It was a young couple with a couple of kids. And, and I, I said to him, you know, so what's one thing that I can give you right now tonight? And he said, really? I said, yeah, what's, what's one thing that, that what, you... Are you handing out lollies or something? <laughs> or? 
No, he just because he he had shared the story of he said, you know what? He said, I just I go to work, my money goes in the bank, she spends it, I come home, I go to work, money goes in the bank, she spends it, I come home, I go to work. I come home. And it was just and it was this <laughs> and, I, and I said, Okay, so what what would you like me to give you right now? And he said, Honestly, he said, I just want a ten dollar note in my pocket. I said, Really? Wow. Well, that, that actually shows you just the level at what it had come down to. I know, um, I know. In his expectations of what going to work would actually do for him. Well, but not only uh, that, it, it's the the value of cash, David. You know how you remember way, way back in the dark, dim dark ages when we actually got our pay in a little orange envelope, right? Actually, I think I've got some cash in my wallet at the moment, which is a really unusual thing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but how exciting is it? And, and do you know what happened? I actually, I, I, I said to her then, um, okay, I said, well, that's easy. We'll give you $10. You can withdraw it out of this account. You've got 10 bucks in your pocket. And then she said, oh, well, can I have $10 too? I said, of course you can have $10. So we gave them each their pocket money and they withdrew it in cash. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the first week, he still had his $10 in his pocket and he said to me, oh, so that $10 I got out of the bank, he said, I've still actually got it. What should I do with it? And I said, congratulations. Spend it. Yeah, I said, congratulations, <laughs> well done. I said, you can do whatever you like with it. And I said, but here's another $10 for this week. And he went, oh, okay, cool. So now I've got $20. So then but it became a competition of who couldn't spend their $10. (laughs) But not only that, at the end of the first month, they both had enough money to go out on a date night together and they paid cash for their date night because they'd saved this money. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Isn't that lovely? It was. It was really great. And look, some of the people listening in would be thinking, oh, my goodness me, $10. How You're joking because they're used to spending $50 or $100 or whatever a week because that's become their reality, because they can. But I think it's because our topic today about taking control of money, clearly in that circumstance, they were so unused to having some money for them because of the pressure of day-to-day family life, you know, paying the mortgage, paying the kids' uniform, school, whatever, 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 you know, groceries, electricity, telephone, that that it had gotten them into such a, a state of, uh, life hasn't got a lot for mm, us, mm. that just $10 a week was exciting. And and by showing them how to take control of their finances and make that happen, it, was, it see, gave them a whole yeah, new perspective. And, and not only that, by taking control of that $10, they, like, like they were in control of that $10 note, whether they spent it or saved it or whatever, they were in control right? So that meant yep. that when they started looking at the rest of their plan and the rest of their money, oh, so where else can I take control? And all of a sudden they were spending maybe a little bit less on the shopping. They were looking at what was in the pantry and actually eating more food out of the pantry that had been sitting there and about to go out of date, you know. And Throwing less out, yes. Yeah, but looking at other ways where they could save money. And before you know it, you've got the $12,000 that we talked about earlier because what do we what do we you've got that little saying that says the smallest amount of largest yeah. amounts of money largest amounts of money disappear smallest, on the smallest of transactions right. exactly and it's so true and time and again we've been able to say to our clients you know what 
if this is what you want, if you've got a goal and, and their goal was simply, I'm not going to spend my $10 this week. I'm going to see how far I can go before yep. I can spend it. That was their little goal. And the little goal became a yep. bigger goal and the bigger goal became a bigger goal, you know? So, so, so really, until you came along and showed them how to take control, there was no control and everything was just in a, a what's, I'm trying to think of the word, like just deal with things as they came along. It was a reactive rather than a proactive yeah. approach to their finances. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, but, and, and then and, even, you know, there's, we've got so many stories that we could share of, of people just um, being out of control with their money and what that actually looks like, you know, and it creates... Yep. You know, so much money stress, but but money stress and sleepless nights because of money stress then create health issues, and there are so many. Well, I can I I can give you an example of a a, a woman or a couple who were referred to me quite a few years back. A financial planner said, "Could I do their plan for them?" I was happy to do that. And they were in Melbourne. I was in Queensland, so I phoned. I mean, I was over the phone. And the first time we spoke, the, the wife said to me, I haven't slept through one night in over two years because of money stress. Yeah. And two weeks later, we'd gotten in, we'd just put all the information into the planner and come up with the, here's the plan. And similarly, I, and it would, I seem to remember a similar kind of figure, 10 or $12,000 that was just, who knew where it was going. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and she said to me two weeks later, you know, we got the plan in place within that two weeks and she says to me, oh, last night I slept through for the first time in over two years mm -hmm. because I can see there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train heading for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and the next thing they did was they went and booked a holiday, which is exactly <laughs> what we're talking yeah, about. You absolutely. Know? You know, so it, it, it's having having what you want when you want it, you know. But but not it's it's not only that. Like there'll be some people out there going, oh, yeah, right, like I've got $10,000. We're living on the smell of an oily rag, you know. Don't or, believe or it. we've got so much debt like you would not believe. And I'll go, you know what? Yep. I believe it. I had a client who came to me with $150,000 in debt that her husband didn't even know about, right? And she yep. wasn't about to tell him because he already had health issues and she didn't want to exacerbate them, right? So yep. she kept this deep, dark secret. And the thing is, we created a plan for her and she, she was similar. She said, I haven't slept in I don't know how long. I can't remember the last time I had a good night's sleep, you know, because I'm always worried about this debt that's hanging over my head, you know. So we put a plan in place for her to pay out, to get that debt paid down. And it was a seven-year plan. Now, that's a long time, right? But it was a big amount of money. But <laughs> it was, it was a, a lot big of money. Amount of, yeah, it was a big amount of money, right? Now, we yeah. could have lessened that debt consider considerably if she was prepared to own up to her husband, but she wasn't. So that was okay, yeah. you know. So we, we put that plan in place. But she said to me not long after, oh, you know what, I feel so much better and I'm sleeping well because I know that I'm in control of my debt. I'm, You know, it's not even about being in control of your money. It's being in control of your debt. It's being in control of every aspect of of your yeah. money, you know. And, and that's a really interesting and important factor, you know, because if you're not in control of your money, you're not in control of a big chunk of your yeah. life. And feeling out of control is very stressful and disturbing. Mm -hmm. It's like you say, it's not good for your health. You, you, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you, you, everything is, is wrong. Yeah. 
when you're out of control. And I mean, and not only that, you know, it's then you've got the relationship issues happening. You know, you're you're yep. not happy. Your spouse is not happy. Your kids are not happy. The whole family dynamics is not happening. Nobody's happy. You know, and it's just and so then it's you you kind of get to. Um, and I know we have a particular podcast that we did earlier in the year called Divorce Day, and it's it's yeah. called that because people would get to the, after Christmas holidays and whatever and start a new year and go, you know what, this is not what I signed Can't up do for. It. I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. This this is too hard, you know. Because everything's out of control. That's right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so being out of control is just awful. That's exactly what I was going to say. Being out of control is definitely not what we want for people. No. And this, this podcast basically is, you know, succeed with money. We want to see people be successful with their money. Yeah. And so our encouragement for everybody listening on every one of our podcasts is to, hey, guys, why don't you seriously do something about taking control of your finances? And, and our mission that we have accepted, by the way, <laughs> we have accepted the mission, is to share as much of our life experience personally and professionally so that we can help people to go, you know what, it's actually worth doing something about taking control because it is too easy to say it's too big, mm -hmm. I can't do it, I've tried everything I can think of, I don't know how to deal with it, I, I'm just going to have to live with the chaos of being out of control. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, we basically want to say to people, well, hang on a second, you don't have to live like no, that. No, that's right. And, you know, David, I, I think it's it's about like at the beginning, you know, we said, you know, you want to have a great retirement. You, you actually want to have a great life way before retirement, right? So it's about starting to dream again. It's about actually taking a walk with your, with your spouse or your kids or whatever and, and having a conversation about, what do we really want, you know, what do we want to achieve, what are we prepared to to do to achieve what it is we want to achieve. So for these guys, yep. they wanted a holiday at the end of the year and they were prepared to work for that, you know, and I'm not saying that it was easy for them, but as they started to see, you know, little bits of money come together and, and, become, and very quickly become bigger bits of money and, you know, $100 turned into 200 turned into 300 and, it was just excitement started to build. That's yeah. right. And then, as I said, the whole family got involved in that. So it's about starting to dream again. So many people are just living on that day to day, pay to pay. Lost I'm it. on the treadmill, you know. Lost yeah, it. totally. Totally. Yep. And it's, it's so, so it's, sad. but it's really difficult. Oh, sorry, I say it's really difficult when you get into that headspace of when everything's out of control to lose hope and, and to get into a, a downward spiral emotionally, mentally, almost spiritually to kind of feel like, well, I just don't see a way yeah. out of this. Yeah. And so it's all very well for us to say, well, here's the secret. You know, take control of your finances. Yeah. How do you do that? That's the question, I guess, that people listening and they go, well, how do I, you know, it's great to tell us to take control, but how are we going to do yeah. that? Yeah. So, so, you know, you're talking about taking the kids, the husband, the spouse, whatever, for a walk and going let's just get our head out of the space that we've been mm, in mm. and go, well, what's important to us? Because mm. there's a saying, and everybody would be familiar with it, there's songs about it, the best things in life are free. Mm. And we all easily get sold the lie that happiness is a by-product, as in a B-U-Y product. Mm. You have to buy, be buying things to make yourself happy. Yep. Yep. 
whether it's a new car, a new house, a new toy, new clothes, new shoes, new whatever, whatever. Mm. It's a lie in most cases. Yes, there are things that you need, but if you can sit yourself down and say, well, hang on a second, mm. if it's true that the best things in life are free, what are we spending money on right now? Mm. If Carolyn and David are saying there could be up to $12,000 that is just slipping through our fingers mm-hmm. each year, yeah. Yeah. Where, where, is that, where is that going? Where is it coming from? Where is it going to? And how can we plug it? How can we identify yep. that? Because, wow, that could be a good holiday. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, David? It, it's, it's like we, we talk about, you know, people in if, – if we say that – 10 to maybe 15% of the population of Australia are living in poverty at the moment, right? And yeah. if they're living in poverty, they can go to a financial counsellor and they can get some help. That financial counsellor is going to put some, you know, some controls in place for that person to help them with yep. their money at that point in their life, right? At the other end of the yep. scale, you've got financial planners. So if you've got plenty of money and you're ready to invest or you want to, you know, move toward, you know, home ownership or whatever, you've got your mortgage brokers, your your financial planners who are going to take you that one step further, right? And mm-hmm. but you look at Mr. Average Joe Blow and there's about, you know, 75 percent of them in this country, you know, Mr. Yep. Average Joe Blow earns a good income, probably... Middle-income Australia, the media would refer to them as Aussie Butler, I would think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And as I said, probably 75 to 80% of our population are right there. What do they do to get in control of their money? Who can they go to? They're not ready for the financial planner. They don't need the financial counsellor, right? Yeah, and there's no profession. There's a a vacuum there. And, And, you know... That's what we talk about, the things that we do with spending planners, but this is not an advertisement for spending planning or spending planners. People listening in want to know, what can we do? What can we do right now? So number one is look at the reality of you don't have to spend money to be enjoying your life. Number two is even though you probably haven't talked about it for a long time because it's you, you, every time you talk about money with your other half, there isn't a solution. So it's like, it's too hard. We've tried to talk about it three times and it ended badly, so we just don't go there anymore. So you need to go there. And it's a case of, all right. And one of the things I've recognised is that it's so easy to over, to get yourself into a position where you're overcommitted. You know, you, you, you're in a good mood, and you go, oh, you know what, the car's no good, let's go and buy a new car, let's go and buy a new this, let's go and buy a new that, let's get a new house, you know, we've got a pay rise, we can afford a better house, whatever it might have been at some point in your past, and now you're living with the reality that you made decisions previously that have led you to where you are right now, and you're feeling like we're stuck. And it's just... You're between a rock and a hard place, and that's another topic that I think we've done for a podcast in the past. <laughs> yep. You know, the, the rock is, well, we've signed up for all of these things, um, and, and we, we can't just wave a magic wand and make them go away or the repayments go away. Um, so you're against that, and the hard place is if we turn around and try to go backwards, you know, if we sold the car, we wouldn't be able to pay off the debt. If we sold the house, well, we'd look stupid. We'd have to buy another house or we'd have to rent. It's kind of like we've just got to tough it out here in this this zombie zone in the middle, mm. how, how 
it's 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 no good if we go forwards and it's no good if we go backwards. It doesn't seem to be a solution. Yeah. But it's a case of just sitting down and going, okay, so get the facts down on paper. Mm-hmm. What what are all what you know, what's coming in, what's going out, what about what's going out, can we compromise? What about what's going out? Can we reduce? You know, and a lot of people will have payments for things that they probably don't need anymore. You know, subscriptions to all kinds of entertainment comes to mind. I mean, you've probably got a few examples where you've had people go, you know what, I don't need that because I want the holiday. Well, yeah, and and Um, it's about choice. It really is, you know. I mean, do you need, um, you know, two or three streaming services or can you deal with one, right? Can you get rid of two of them and just have one? Do you need the latest and greatest iPhone as soon as it comes out or can you deal with the one that you've perfectly good phone that you've already got in front of you that's working just fine, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, yep. You know, do you uh, – there's all sorts of things that you can compromise on for something that is far more important, you know, and, and we talk about, you know – um, we talk about the, the things that don't even cost money. It's creating the memories, you know. It's creating memories with your kids and being able to, you know, go to the beach on the weekend and buy them an ice cream or, or take them, yep, take them on a holiday, take yep. them and to Disneyland and, you know, have a ball, make some memories. And, and you don't need to buy a jet ski to be able to have family fun. No. Yes, jet skis are a lot of fun, and if you've got the income and you can comfortably afford to buy one and that's what you really want to do, that's fine. Yep. I, I'm a firm believer that people can have their cake and eat it too, providing that they do it sensibly and with, you know, with, with a plan, yep. Yep. Uh, which, which is what we as spending planners encourage people to do, and we help you know, the people that want our services to oh, do. Look, the, number, the number of our clients, David, you know, um, we, we don't give them a restrictive budget that says thou shalt not, right? <laughs> what we do is give them a... Thou shalt. Yeah, give them a spending plan that says thou shalt. That's exactly right, yep. you know, because we we find out one of the first things we do is we find out what it, what is it that you really want. Oh, well, I just want a holiday. Great. Let's have a holiday. You know, yep. let's do it. And it's as easy as that. It's It's as easy as making a decision to go, you know what, I really want a holiday this time next year. Okay, great. What do you have to do to get there? What are you prepared to, what choices can you make to make that holiday a reality, you know? And yep. and if you get your kids excited as well, they'll give up their pocket money. <laughs> exactly. Well, you said that before. I know. So, I mean, every, yeah, everybody's on different incomes and, you know, if you're on 50 grand a year, obviously there's not a lot of room in there to get it right. And yet I've come across people on really low incomes who've got, more than one investment property and I've come across people on huge incomes you know a quarter of a million plus who've got no no property at all and no prospect of having any property at all and the the total difference between the two is just one has control and one is out of control and has no idea what's going on so the first thing is to get an idea of what's going on get conscious of what you're doing with your money because while you're lost you can't get where you want to go. We've talked about that in the past as well. Yeah. So one of the, the key and most important things is to go right out. What are the facts? Where is our money going? Where's our money coming from? And 
where are the leaks? Because once people get excited about what they can have when they take control, as you said before, the whole family got excited about going on the holiday. Mm. And then even the kids wanted to bless their cotton socks. You know, yeah. you can have three of my five dollars pocket money, <laughs> mummy. You know, like yeah. that's just precious. You know, and 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 that what that would have done for those kids, mm. um, for the rest of their life, for their finances is probably unmeasurable. Mm. Yeah, because those kids saw that you know they gave up half their pocket money, but the whole family went on a holiday, and and like that would have given them a whole at that age in their life when they're really impressionable. Mm. Mm-hmm would have taught them the lesson that you can have what you want if you are prepared to, you know, do what's necessary. And it's when it's kind of like you've got no hope that you kind of go, oh, who cares? Mm. I'm just going to spend my money because it doesn't seem that anything I do ever works, so I stuff it, you know, I give up. And then you're in free fall and out of control. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So So our, our message certainly is, take control of your finances um, because that's what spending planners do all the time. And you know what? We've got heaps of examples of people. um, I mean, I I think every year we have an annual conference for spending planners and and one of the the awards that we give out is the spending planner with the client with the best results. So, you know, we're encouraging spending planners to, to really get in and work with their clients and help them to get the best outcome with their money because, you know, you could be the award recipient. There's a lot of prestige attached to those awards, I might add. And and last year, I remember one of the, in fact, I think it was uh, one of the spending planners from down the Hunter Valley way, he had a client who went on a $65,000 holiday. I think it was like six months in Europe. Basically took half a year off and spent sixty-five grand. And when I was judging that award, I rang, you know, rang the clients to basically make sure that the facts I've been given are in fact facts. And this particular couple said to me, there's no way we would have saved anything towards a holiday at all if it wasn't for the help of this particular spending planner. And I said, so what you're telling me is that because you put a plan in place and you took control and you made a decision that this is what you were going to do, you actually found 65 grand in the course of a year and you took half a year off and went and had a European holiday and basically went everywhere you wanted to go and just did what you wanted. And, and they said, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and another entrant that didn't get the prize was a single mum who'd put something like 12,000, there's that figure again, $12,000 hmm. um, off debt and previously she hadn't been able to put a cent off debt. She'd just been paying the interest. Yeah. Yeah. Then one of the spending planners up north in um, North Queensland had a couple who I think $35,000 that they clearly attributed to having had a spending planner help them take control of their finances. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. I, I did say before this isn't supposed to be an advertisement for spending planning because the last thing we want to do is sound like we're doing this podcast just to advertise spending planning. But it, it's hard not to talk about what we do when we're so excited and passionate about Well, it really is. And when um, we see the results of our clients, David, that's what gets us excited because we we know we have a proven system and we know that it works and, and we've seen the results time and time and time again. So, you know, yeah. so in ending, 
really all we want to say to everyone today listening is no matter what you earn, whether you're a low income earner or a high income earner or somewhere in the middle, taking control of your day to day finances is going to bring everything into place. You'll have less stress across the board when you get this one thing sorted out. So our message for today is simply take control of your finances. Take the time. Okay. So yep. That's all we have today for this topic. We can't stress enough the benefits or the importance of taking control of your money. If you've got any comments or questions you'd like answered on this topic, or if you have another topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, here's what you should do. If you're a member of our Facebook group, you can post your comments and questions there. If you're not a member, you should join our Facebook group. Just search for Succeed With Money podcast within Facebook and request to join the group. And once you're in, you can then post your question and we'll respond. If you're not on Facebook, you can send us an email at admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com. Succeed With Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. David and I look forward to chatting with you next time when we'll be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money because nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Bye, everybody.